It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Does this make me a bad fan? I'll explain here next on this week's episode of Michigan Podcast. But there's going to be one team that's going to play solely as a team. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The team, the team, the team. Let's see for Anthony Clark. Wait for it. Yes, Clark. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Sandra Payne, Ohio State. Now one. Brady gets terrific. season is over. You and I know. It's going to be Michigan again. Steve Dace, welcome to this week's episode of Michigan Podcast. We will answer the question, does this make me a bad fan? And the answer is probably going to be yes to many of you here in just a few minutes, but not until I talk about our new friends over at Prize Picks. They're a brand new partner here to the show. And with Prize Picks, you get an opportunity to do some of the best daily fantasy out there. Just pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. I'll show you what it looks like. There's no Michigan game this week. But I've got a couple of picks I'll throw up there for you for week zero. A couple of games that I'm looking at with a couple of props. I like Logan Bonner, the outstanding quarterback at Utah State. I've got him. What's the number here? Over 265 yards. Yes, I expect that they will beat UConn convincingly. 
But I don't think Utah State has the kind of depth that they'll be emptying the bench in the second or third quarter. And so I still expect Logan Bonner to get his yards throwing for Utah State against UConn, who Michigan does play here in a couple of weeks. Another pick I like, I like Austin Reed. Over 350 passing yards. He's the new quarterback for Western Kentucky. You might recall the name Bailey Zappi from a year ago. In this exact same scheme, in this exact same offense, he broke Joe Burrow's, we thought anyway, unbreakable passing records just a couple of seasons later. They're playing Austin P, not just a body function anymore. And you know that they're going to want to show that they weren't just the University of Bailey Zappi last year. They're going to let him sling it. They're going to let him put up some numbers. So I like Logan Bonner over 265, and I like Austin Reed for Western Kentucky over 350 and a half. That's how it works with our friends at Prize Picks. They allow mixed sport entry, so you can take the over on one sport and the under on another if you want to put those together. We're going to be doing this each week that there's a Michigan football game. I'll give you my over-under player picks for Michigan on this podcast, on these episodes, each and every week with our friends at Prize Picks, an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. It's the best legal way to play player props in states like California, Florida, Texas, and, of course, Michigan. Download the Prize Picks app and today on the App Store or Google Play and use the promo code Michigan for an instant deposit of up to $100. That's an instant deposit match of up to 100 bucks when you download the Prize Picks app today on the App Store or Google Play and use the promo code Michigan for an instant deposit match up to $100. So now back to the question at hand. You know, we're in the dog days of camp. I'm not an insider. I subscribe to Chris Ballas and the Wolverine and Sam Webb and uh, 24-7 Sports, the Michigan Insider, like a lot of you do. So I could give you all kinds of like camp scoop and news, but it would really be their work and I'd be ripping it off. And there's other people on YouTube that do stuff like that. I won't be one of them. All right. So if you want to know what's going on inside camp, go get those guys work. They do great work. It's worth the money. That's why I pay for it myself. And you'll get all kinds of great scoops. So since... They do that work, and that's not what I do. I think today, in this week's episode, we have an opportunity to maybe correct me or you're feeling me. And maybe it's my age, you know? I'm going to be 50 in a year. And with the additions of USC and UCLA into the Big Ten, and there will be more, I don't think we will ever have UCLA and USC as the only West Coast representatives of the Big Ten. When they come in 2024, they will be coming with more teams, I believe. But even if they are alone, I think that means the Rose Bowl as we have known it and as we have loved it and as we have adored it is over as we've known it. That there's maybe a limited window of the old-fashioned Rose Bowl, and that window might be limited in the next two seasons, 2022 and 2023, before the Rose Bowl becomes something else. Maybe a permanent home to the national championship game and an expanded playoff. Maybe the permanent home to the Big Ten championship game and a further expanded Big Ten. The Rose Bowl is too iconic of a locale, too traditional of a setting to just be put on mothballs. It will have a place in college football, but it won't necessarily, I think, have the traditional place that we have known it, those of us who grew up in the era of that's what we play for in the Big Ten. That's what you play for in the Pac-10. 
now the Pac-12. So don't, don't get me wrong with what I'm about to say. I desperately want to go down and want to go down to Columbus this November and end that 22-year drought of silencing the horseshoe. That is a crime against every cotton-picking maize and blue heart listening right now that it has been that long ago. The kids born the year that Drew Henson won that game in Columbus are now legally able to drink. It's gone on for too long. Okay? We, we need to end that streak. But does it make me a bad fan if we're 10-2, and 11-1, we don't get it done, still in a really good season, and we go to the Rose Bowl and I'm ecstatic? My, my son's a sophomore in high school. I've only got a couple more years to build those kinds of memories with him. The chance to go out to a Rose Bowl with my son and experience that, I've never been to one myself, but to experience it with him and with our favorite team playing in the game, the granddaddy of them all, I don't know. There's even a part of me that's like, wouldn't I rather do that than get embarrassed in the college football playoff again? Because I, I kind of think my answer might be yes. And if we don't beat Ohio State, if we don't repeat as Big Ten champs, and I do think we're going to do that. I think this is going to be Jim's best team, actually. Pardon me. After last year, he is Jimmy again. I think this will be Jimmy's best team. But I'm like totally okay if we don't and we go to the Rose Bowl and I pack the family up and we head out west to Pasadena for the holidays and experience that for maybe the only time we ever will and one of the last few remaining times we actually can. I'm going to guess the comment section on this is going to be completely divided generationally. That if you're my age or thereabouts and older, you're like, even if I don't totally agree with you, I understand it. If you're millennial or Gen Z, I mean, I've, you know, I have assaulted you. I mean, I have offended thee. This is one of the worst fan takes of all time. But there's not much time left. And that's really what college football is really about more than anything. The traditions, the shared experiences, that's what tailgates and everything else, the chance to do things with people. That's the beauty of football. Once a year, once a week, we come together and experience those cherished traditions together. We mark family occasions by them. I don't know. Maybe for some of you it makes me a terrible fan, but if we end up not getting it done and repeating as Big Ten champs and we end up in the Rose Bowl again this year instead and not in the playoff, I'll be ecstatic. It won't bother me at all. Let's find out what another guy around my age happens to think, although he's from the scarlet and gray side of the septic tank. We'll talk to Mark Rogers about this and more next. Yes, folks, uh, we get asked a lot, hey, what can we do to support what you're doing here at Michigan Podcast? We can always like, rate, subscribe, share the content, but you can also... uh, 
share uh, with us by supporting us on our Patreon page. There you can see we've had an outstanding season so far uh, with Major League Baseball picks uh, all year long. We've got win totals posted uh, for college football for every college football team uh, already posted uh, what two months ago now my season win total best bets for the season as well with the season nigh you'll be getting weekly picks and more for both college and pro football we'll finish baseball strong you don't want to miss it college basketball is only about 100 days away just five bucks a month if you want to support us to get all this great exclusive content on our patreon page at patreon.com slash michigan podcast that's patreon dot com slash Michigan podcast. And as all as always, we want to thank the hundreds of you that are already supporting us there at patreon.com slash Michigan podcast. Well, when you're wearing this shirt for a logo, you don't typically go to someone whose colors are scarlet and gray for a sympathetic ear. But this may be one of those exceptions. Our good friend Mark Rogers, who has a fantastic channel, if you're a college football fan, right here on YouTube. He's got stringers, correspondents covering teams all over the country, especially now that we are into, shall we call it, speculative investment season. You can get a lot of great information by following Mark's channel with his contributors. Mark Rogers, the voice of college football. Good to see you again, my friend. How are you? Steve, great to see you as well. We're almost there. And... um... Yeah, you should have caught me during the John Cooper years. That's when I was a little less reasonable, sympathetic, and otherwise. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling you. I just had 15 years like that, brother. I, I know exactly what you'd be talking about. All right, so this is the dog days of camp, right? And I told the audience at the top, I'm not going to come on here and pretend I've got some inside word on, on scrimmages. I'm paying for what Chris Ballas writes at the Wolverine and Sam Webb writes at the Michigan Insider like everybody else. So they're the ones that have the inside sources. You want to know, go talk to them. I'm not going to be like some other channels here on the internet where I steal people's premium work and then repackage it as my own. We all got to make a living. I respect people's intellectual property. So since we're kind of in these dog days... I thought that this would be a perfect time for me to share something with the audience that I have actually been mulling over quite a bit this summer. All right. And, and it, it, it really began when USC and UCLA got added to the Big Ten. And I don't believe that there will ever be a day that they'll be the only West Coast representatives in the league, Mark. I think by the time they come in 2024, they are not coming alone. Okay. But even if I'm wrong, at the very least, we have to consider the Rose Bowl as men, like as fans like you and I have known it our whole lives, is dangling here by a string. We might be down to like two of them left this year and the next one, right? Before, And that doesn't mean the Rose Bowl will go away. It might be the next Big Ten championship game home. It might be the home of the college football national championship. But the, the, the prize on New Year's Day for a successful grind through the Big Ten that we have known it as that period of time, I think, is about to come to an end. And with that in mind, yes, I want to go down to Columbus and end this 22-year stench called uh, how long it's been since we've won a game in the shoe as badly as anybody does. But if we don't, you know, and we're 10-2 and two or, you know, like around there and we're the Rose Bowls pick, I'm going to be totally cool with it. I mean, a chance to go to maybe one of the last Rose Bowls, take my family with me, particularly my son. I've never experienced one myself, but to experience it also with him. I don't know. There's a lot of great memories there that may never come around again. My kind of a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Does it make me a terrible fan that I'm even contemplating this, Mark? Well, just to clarify, Steve, 
are you going to be cool with it or do you prefer it? Some of the indications that I saw in the tweets online were you would prefer with only possibly two years left of what we consider to be right. the traditional Rose Bowl of the Big Ten and the Pac-12 or the Pac-10, then you would almost prefer that because, I, and I get, so here we are. We've got a college football playoff that means everything to everyone, practically. And by any rational, measured look at this, you're crazy, you're insane to sacrifice a Michigan playoff appearance and shot at a national championship. And even a loss in the playoff is perceived as being one of the four elite, mm -hmm. one of the four that made it versus, and, and people are going to remember 10 or 15 years from now, just like we, most of us remember who made the playoffs every year. Okay, Michigan made it. Maybe it didn't turn out well, but they made it versus the Rose Bowl being diminished in everyone's minds because of the playoff. Okay. We've fallen off, I'm going to say we fell off the cliff, but maybe hit a ledge and, and only went down about halfway in 1998 with the introduction of the BCS championship game. And then the Rose Bowl became compromised every so often. And, and I think back to that 2001 national championship game, which was not only just one of the most boring, non-competitive championship games you're ever going to see. It was played at the Rose Bowl between right. Nebraska and Miami and just turned my stomach that we were not seeing a traditional Rose Bowl matchup. So that was kind of the first drop, diminished status, nature of the Rose Bowl. And then, of course, the playoff came. And now, Steve, to me, when the Rose Bowl is played within the playoff and it does not, as it has not, involved the Big Ten and the Pac-12, to me, it's it's not the Rose Bowl. It's a playoff game. Everything, and I know that they still throw the parade. It's played, obviously, at that venue. But, shoot, we had a situation in 2020 because of COVID. We moved the Rose Bowl as a playoff game to Jerry's World. Now, why even call it the Rose Bowl at that point? Mm -hmm. So looking at it in a very sterile, systematic way, measuring why we're here to play for championships. If you root for an elite program, you're crazy. You're insane. But let's also understand that if Michigan is the program and continues to be the program that you want it and desire it to be, it should be in playoff contention on a fairly regular basis for the next 10 years, 20 years, and whatever that playoff form is, four teams, 12 teams, whatever it turns out to be. Versus, you're not going to get, okay, Steve, you're not going to get, in my eyes, the Rose Bowl experience that you're looking for unless you can kind of close your eyes and be tunnel visioned and block out all the playoff talk and everything else that's going on in college football and just enjoy that three and a half or four hours uh, Rose Bowl that would be, I, th I think it would add maybe a little bit more glimmer luster to it if it was uh, Michigan USC in the Rose Bowl and would and would just to see the uniforms on the field and and just the, the, the spectacle that it is take you back to 1988. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yes, I get it. I get it. You're going to witness something. Again, if you can block out all the noise and just take it for what it is, you're going to you're going to experience something that may be lost for the rest of your life. How so, did you feel last year with Ohio State in the Rose Bowl instead of the playoff? I mean, were you into the game? Were you passionate about it? Did it feel like the Rose Bowl to you? 
How did and I mean we haven't been to the Rose Bowl since 2006, right? After we lost the one versus two game to you guys uh, the day that Bo died or day after Bo died, we've not been to the Rose Bowl since that year. We've not been to the Rose Bowl as Big Ten champions since 2003. Because remember, you guys went to the playoff uh, that year, uh, winning that game. You went to the championship game, so we were the. Uh, you know, essentially, the, this was the consolation prize was playing USC in the Rose Bowl. So, or 2004, I should say, when we played Texas. That's the last time that we were in a Rose Bowl in the traditional arrangement as Big Ten champions. How did you feel playing in it last year as a Buckeye? So, to liken my experience, and, and I didn't go to the game, I was watching on television, but to liken to what you're proposing, experiencing that with your son, Yes, watching Ohio State play last year in the Rose Bowl against Utah, and then there was also an experience against Washington in 2018 when Ohio State narrowly missed a playoff appearance. Uh, you know, Oklahoma, Ohio State, four and five, 12 and one, one of those deals. That yeah, it uh, was a disappointment to be in the Rose Bowl of what has the Rose Bowl has become. But once the like, I'm not geared up for a month like I would have been in 1995 sure. for a Rose Bowl game. Yeah, but once we get there, nearing kickoff, now it's greatly diminished for my son. He grew up in this playoff area. He's been a college football fan for roughly 12 or 14 years, so he just sees it as well. This isn't the championship, and and he can't relate to the past in that sense. He can hear about it. He understands it. He can't feel it and engage that way. But so he sees it as a diminished, okay, Ohio State didn't make the playoff, but he thinks the Rose Bowl's cool. Now for me, yeah, uh, because of who they were playing, I think that had something to do with it. They were such a, they weren't an overwhelming favorite against Utah or Washington, but they were supposed to win. It was one of those, we have to win or it's kind of embarrassing because we're supposed to beat Washington, we're supposed to beat Utah, so we kind of have to win this game. But then once they once they trailed by two scores three times in that game and came back and won it, yeah, it was it was still exciting. I'm not going to say it was the jolt that I had in a positive way when Joe Germain hit David Boston to beat Arizona State in the last 25 seconds in 1997, but yeah, there there was something there. All right, before we let you go, this is the most, and I think by far, effusive praise of a Michigan team I can ever remember from a BTN bus tour, particularly with DiNardo. And I was watching some of Big Ten today, yesterday, with Revson and Griffith, who were still buzzing about how impressed they were with Michigan three, day, three four days after they'd actually been to camp. And Revson even went so far as to say, I mean, I went in there anticipating that there would be a definitive drop-off defensively. I, would not, I didn't see it at all. Um, DiNardo invoked the 10-year war, saying he does not think there is a measurable talent difference between the two, that they're clearly better than the rest of the league. And looking at what each program has coming up in future classes – he goes, I don't think anybody will run away with it. I could see this going back and forth like the 10-year war when it was 5-4-1, and one, Woody versus Bo. What are your thoughts on that? I have to see it one more time, and I have to see again. I have to see, a, I have to see an Ohio State team that is just as tough 
and hard-nosed as it is talented. And so if that doesn't happen, and we get indications first and foremost against Notre Dame, and then it lingers throughout the season against uh, the Penn States, um, we're going to have an interesting these, – these programs are going to continue on a path that's maybe already been charted of – just going in different directions in terms of how the program's built. And I'm not going to say as an Ohio State fan, I really like it, even though, hey, it's it's fun to see uh, one of the two top-rated quarterbacks and the receivers throw the ball all over the field. But that's not that's not what I want the DNA to be. You know, that the Michigan formula, if it continues to trend in this direction, and we saw 60 minutes of it at the big house, is what the, I want the DNA of what's supposed to be the best program, the best team in the Big Ten, and a top three national program to be, and that's being hard-nosed Big Ten football, but with the athletes, with the abilities to play on the perimeter and do those things. Michigan even had that to a large degree last year. Ohio State did not. And so if we see that trend continue throughout this season, then – I'll believe them a little bit more, but I have to see another year's sampling of that. Good stuff, brother. Next week, it'll be game week. We'll break a bunch of stuff down. You ready to go? Awesome. Ready for it, Steve. All right. Thanks. And we've got a couple of Big Ten games, obviously, this week with Illinois against Wyoming and uh, Nebraska Northwestern over in Dublin, Ireland. So uh, the most wonderful time of the year is finally here, my friend. We'll talk to you then. All right. Thank you. Sounds good, Steve. Thanks. This week's Twitter poll results, we asked you if you knew in advance for sure the traditional Rose Bowl would only last two more years and this would be Michigan's last chance to play in it. Would you still rather have the Wolverines go to the college football playoff or play in one of those two final Rose Bowls? 82.6% of you said you'd rather be in the playoff both times. 17.4% of you said one of the final Rose Bowls. That would be my guess. I, I, I think I'd rather be in one of the final Rose Bowls. Which brings me back to my opening question. Does this make me a terrible fan? I mean, obviously, I want to beat Ohio State and Columbus more than like anything else. But that aside, you know, there's a book here on the desk called One Game Season. That's kind of how that's supposed to be treated. So that one game season aside, would I rather be in the Rose Bowl one of these two final times or likely lose a college football playoff game? I think I'd much rather go to the Rose Bowl, actually, so... Come at me in the comments. I I know you will. All right, that brings us to our feedback of the week uh, from SZN, who says the traditional Rose Bowl is already gone. The best players sit it out. We saw that with Ohio State last year. What do you think recruits want to see us in? I mean, I don't know. We were in the playoff last year, brother, and we're getting our asses handed to us on the recruiting trail right now. So, I mean, I don't know. I think what recruits don't, I I don't think it's about what recruits want to see you in. I think it's what they want to see in their hands these days with NIL, brother, at the level we're recruiting at. I think that's what it's about. If you're picking up when I'm laying down here, money. All right, that'll do it for this week's podcast episode of Michigan Podcast. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, five-star review, share, whichever, however applies on wherever uh, you watch, like right here on YouTube or listen, like on iTunes from. Help us to find more Michigan fans just like you. Uh, In the meantime, follow us on Twitter. 
at Michigan Podcast. And until the next time, right here, when it will be finally game week, I'm Steve Dace. Go Blue.